0: Adam Crowley.
1: Uh, I want to talk about what the hell you guys are doing on TC because I, I really don't want to Google condoms, noses on my uh, work computer,
0: so... The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Check out my post. At ESPNPGH.com. You can also check out my crank, but it's unrelated. I posted it on the DVE Facebook page, the article, that is. And the comments are just woefully uninformed. Larry said, I still say we should have traded him to the Browns before they draft and picked up Barkley now why in the sweet world would the Browns have done that? If they wanted a running back, they'd have picked Barkley who's younger and a friggin' phenom (laughs) idiot Carey says, well they were unable to trade him you know why they were unable to trade him, Carey? cause he wasn't under contract and they didn't want to trade him Ron then replied, you are correct, Carrie. <laughs> False. It's just wrong on top of wrong. And running backs can be found anywhere. Let him walk. Why do people keep saying the running backs can be found anywhere? Because last year the draft was kind of an anomaly. Last year you had Hunt, who's a very good football player in the third round. And Alvin Kamara, very good football player in the third round. Is that why? Oh, you can find him. That doesn't happen very often. The Steelers, while well, they got Le'Veon Bell in the second round, guess who was picked before him? Giovanni friggin' Bernard. What did he turn into? He turned into Giovanni Bernard, a fine player, but he's Giovanni Bernard. He's just okay. That's what you find more likely than not in the middle rounds of the NFL draft. James Conner, third-round pick. Did you see anything from him last year that made you go, oh, that's the guy? Well, Mark Caboli did, but did anybody else? No! Nick says another team is going to pay him 17 to 20 a year for 5 years and that will ruin that team's salary cap and franchise for a decade just watch man it's going to screw him up for a decade on a 5 year contract are they going to pay him for 10 years for 5 years asshead Nick says, no, we won't miss him. LOL. Love how ESPN thinks they know everything regarding Pittsburgh sports. Palm to the face. Such a joke. Nick, you don't know you're going to miss him because you're a thick-skulled Nimrod? But you're going to when next year it's James Conner and Jalen Samuels catching swing passes from Ben Roethlisberger who's thinking about retiring because it's not Le'Veon Bell catching the ball. Tom says he's now a rental car. Run him till the wheels fall off. Well, they've been doing that every freaking year. (laughs) Vincenzo says the team is a mess. LMAO. Yeah, the team that won 13 games last year. Why would we miss someone who creates a toxic locker room, says Ken. (laughs) Uh, Because he had 1,900 yards last year. We'll get more of these coming up in a few minutes.
2: I love your hate of the Twitter feed today. <laughs> like, get out of really here!
0: <laughs> Christopher said, Bye, Felicia! <laughs> what? <laughs> Steve knows something we all don't. He says, Le'Veon's going to be done in three years. Mark it, book it. Yeah, I kind of wish those three years would be with the Steelers, though, and Ben Roethlisberger's going to be around. Anyway, we'll get back to this nonsense. This nonsense. Toxic sludge spewing out of all of your <laughs> butt-crack faces. <laughs> In just a moment. But now we interview Tom. Tom.
3: Yes. How was Mexico, man? Did you eat any good food? Uh, I was muy bien. And I had a, wow. a decent amount of hot dogs, I'd say. What? That was probably my, my go-to
2: meal. Hot dogs? Yeah. You went to Mexico to eat hot dogs? Yeah,
3: and let me tell you something. They do not know how to cook a hot dog down there. They were some of the grossest hot dogs I've ever
2: had. <laughs> Stunning, really. I, I don't know why. So you're in Mexico. Palm trees, pool, beach. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. And like a table full of hot dogs?
3: Well, they had buffet styles for lunch. And like I would just go in and grab like two hot dogs and put them on my plate. That was the lunch for the day. You walk was, around Some sometimes I'd go chicken nuggets though. Wait a second. Chicken nuggets? Yeah. Wait a take. wait a take. Back up. Just Just one second here.
0: Instant replay. You said the hot dogs sucked, but then Two seconds later, you said you kept going back for more at the I buffet. I think, Thank
2: you, Adam. I, I, think didn't I, had, I mean, what
3: <laughs> happened there? I think I had a hot dog every day. Jesus. Despite how bad they were. Is and it just a I, habit? You can't kick it? I do. I just love a hot dog in the summertime. And they're just such an, when you're drinking all day, it's such an easy food to just have. Just real quick. That's just to drip. get something in the stomach. But oh, they were bad.
2: Well, I mean, you couldn't take the, the Mexican version of a hot dog, which is a taco.
3: You know yeah. what? Surprisingly, they didn't have any tacos at the buffets. None. They only had like mini cheese quesadillas, which weren't that great either. I'm shocked. The pizza not that good either. <laughs> you
2: had pizza. I had so, some pizza too. Some room had service pizza, pizza. You had hot dogs. You had chicken nuggets. You said chicken
3: nuggets, fries.
2: Like you should have never left the country. You could have basically driven from McDonald's to Pizza Hut and then I don't know maybe to like hot dog on a stick
3: for dinners. We had steak. Some oh, some hibachi.
2: Not even like carne asada steak? Like no, stri- like just a new- strip steak, New York strip, new York strip steak. Strip. Yeah. And Nuevo.
0: Nuevo York strip. <laughs> new- <laughs> so,
2: Nuevo. See, I should do that. Do they call them like caliente, like, I don't know the words. Pero. Or whatever. Caliente is, Pero. Caliente Pero?
3: No, they just said hot dog. Oh, yeah. hmm. Hot dog? Nice.
2: Did you have fun down there? Though? Oh, I had
3: a blast. Uh, one of my favorite things about Mexico is speaking in the broken Spanish. When you're around there, you know you you get to the bartender, you say, "Ah, mi amigo, dos cervezas, por favor."
2: <laughs> Did you do it just like that? With oh yeah, hands? wait oh, a second. Yeah.
3: Does that mean hello, my friend,
0: my friend, two beers, please, please,
2: please. nice, yeah. That's a, a useful fun. phrase. Like when they when they teach you how to speak a foreign language, and they give you like the list of useful phrases. That phrase right there has got to be at the top of any language. Beers, yeah, beers. Hello, beers. Thank you. Baño, bathroom. I never had to ask for the bathroom, but
3: okay.
0: You really, after eating the Mexican hot dogs, <laughs> well, you didn't have a, to ask well, for well, the there bathroom. Was a pool,
3: <laughs> so you. Oh, wait, you meant oh, you? Oh, you dropped your hot dogs oh. off at the Mexican pool. No, that's what the ocean's for.
0: I've done that before, actually. Oh, no. I pooped in the
3: ocean. Aquaplop. Yeah. The flight, good? Yeah, it was okay. A little turbulence. Uh, has this ever happened to you guys, though? So I had four flights. One flight to Charlotte and one flight to Cancun, Mexico. And then on the way back from Cancun to Charlotte and then back to Pittsburgh. On Charlotte to Pittsburgh, the pilot did like a five-minute stand-up set.
2: Oh, Like,
3: took the flight attendant's phone that she does the safety announcement on, and he like just started like... Oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, we're headed to Pittsburgh, huh? You sure you don't want to go to Phoenix? That's where I'm from. Uh, <laughs>
2: the comedian pilot. The comedian pilot. Is that a thing? I've had You've the had comedian that? pilot. I've also had the comedian head stewardess. It's like a five-minute set. Oh, it's like a routine. Like yep. pre-planned jokes and everything. Like you just went to a comedy club and you got your free chicken strips. And now you got to watch this guy do a set. I've
3: never s- experienced anything like that before.
2: Like, do you rem- Do you remember any of the jokes he told? Yeah, he told this one joke... It was like, so
3: we're on a plane just like this, and it goes down. So the plane crashes, and we all go up to heaven. And when we get to the gates of heaven. <laughs> the pilot's the first one through the door. And he says, hello, St. Peter. My name is so-and-so. And St. Peter says, oh, yes, you're right on the list here. Please, here's your gold robe and your gold staff. You may go in. Next on the list is a priest who steps up. And he he did the accent for the priest. He did the Irish accent. He said, oh, hello, I'm Father I'm O'Shaughnessy. And St. Peter, am I on the list for heaven? And he said, oh, I have you right here, Father O'Shaughnessy. Here is your cotton robe and your aluminum staff. And the father said, excuse me, I'm so confused. I've served the Catholic Church for over 45 years and done nothing but worship God. How come he gets the gold staff and the gold robe and I'm stuck with the cotton and aluminum? And St. Peter said, well, it's all about results up here. And when you were doing your homilies... Most of the congregation was asleep. While he was flying his plane, the entire plane was praying. Oh, oh,
2: dear God. So your pilot started off the flight with a joke about, about the plane, plane crashing. crashing.
0: Yeah, I ain't about that life. I ain't about that life <laughs> no! at all. I have crippling anxiety at times. I am terrified of planes. I pop pills and then drink 15 pilsners on top of it before I get on a damn plane, which pisses everyone off because I have to pee a dozen times. But it keeps me calm. If... A pilot started the flight with a joke about us all perishing. (laughs) I'm out. See you later. Ray Fittipa is going to join us in nine minutes. But my God, that's ass.
3: He closed it out with, uh, I'm sure you're all happy to be here in America, where red, white, and blue, of course, are the colors of freedom, except for when you see them in your rearview mirror. And then he was like, oh, good night, everybody. We're like, oh, what?
2: you, oh, you got to no. kind of fly
3: us to Pittsburgh now. So This guy's 65, right? Oh, he was definitely at least yeah. 65.
2: Hey, everybody, tip your stewardesses. Oh, so geez, I God. just flew in here from Pittsburgh and bore my arms tired. Woohoo. Trying Flying ain't heal. my
3: thing. they not my Ugh. thing. How about the wedding exe- itself? Wedding good? Wedding was great. Wedding good. Um. I really can't escape the shirtless Tom thing, though, because we were all out on the dance floor having a great time. You know, it's, it's hot out there on the beach, so you, you unbutton a couple buttons on your, your, your button-up shirt. All of a sudden, the father of the bride comes over, taps me on the shoulder, and just says, take it off. And he goes to every oh, man no. at the party, oh, okay. hey, and he says, shirt's off. So for an hour and a half of this reception, all the men had their shirts off on <laughs> the, the dance floor. the father
2: leg. of the bride Shirt, personally sh- requested that the, all the men be shirtless? Yes. Is there a thing there behind I had right?
3: no idea, but he came up shirtless and just said, you gotta take it off. Fan of the cheese tees, I suppose. You don't say no to the father of the bride. No, you do not. Well, was he
2: hammered? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was hot, too. How'd the drinking go down there? Oh, it went. Put some down? I'd put
3: a lot down. Tequila? Judging by the hot
2: dog thing, he drank Budweiser the whole uh. time he was down there. Like, he's, uh, hot dogs and Budweiser. No, all they had
3: was Dos Equis.
2: Okay, that's a good beer. It's not bad. Yeah, For an all-inclusive
3: resort, I'd expect like, like a Tecate or is something. Is that a like Mexican that. beer?
2: Yes. Is it? I thought it was like a Spanish or something. I don't know. The nationality is the, is the uh, world's most interesting man. He
3: looks a little like...
0: Are you? Are you? Wait! Wait! That... No, okay, now wait a second. We can't go off appearance here, Tom. It's 2018. Right. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm but he does kind of look Armenian, like, though. I okay? he's kinda really feet, Armenian. He really right. looks like an Armenian guy. Yeah. Even like the Baltic states. Exactly with that beard. Yeah. And like... it just.
2: <laughs> anyway, well, good to have you back. It's yeah, it it really is. great to be back. Did uh, did the? I got to ask this question. I'm sorry in advance, but did being at the wedding. Did that maybe, like, get you in a position where you're like, you know what? This wedding stuff might be pretty cool. You look over at your girlfriend. You know what? You know what?
3: When when the bride and groom get introduced and they're playing that music and they're like, everybody up, let's go.
2: Get a little wedding fever there. You do. You feel it a little bit. Yeah, a little googly eye from Ah. a significant other. She's looking over Ah. at
3: you. You're thinking about all your boys there for your wedding.
2: One day, Ah. baby, one day, you and me, we're going to get hitched. You know she's feeling it. I know. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. Rob posts. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> Here we go again.
0: <laughs> no, I won't miss Le'Veon, and I don't effing care. Tired of hearing about it. Go be greedy somewhere else. Hey, Rob, if you could get more money than you're making right now, would you do it? Carl says, I sure won't miss Le'Veon, Bell. Again. 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 You are too stupid to know, but you're going to miss him. Ben Roethlisberger is going to miss him. The Steelers are going to miss him because they paid, they were willing to pay him $14 million a season. They were willing to pay him $70 million. If they're going to miss him, if Ben's going to miss him, if the offensive line is posting that they're going to miss him, sure as bleep better bet that your ass will, Carl Saxon. Carl. 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 Saxon Tom's back from Mexico Ray Fittipaldo's back on the show we'll talk to him about Le'Veon being paid as a player not as a running back it's the Crowley Show it's the Adam Crowley Show this is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball. on ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app So the comments I read before were from the DVE and ESPN Pittsburgh page. Mostly from the DVE page. You know, Big Reach and all that nonsense. Here are a couple from our page. The Crowley Show. These are our kind of people. They get us. They get the show. I said, you will miss Le'Veon Bell, Pittsburgh. And Craig says, duh. Tremone Woodwork says, great show, especially when they talk about sports. Oh. as like, what, 60? 65, 70%-ish? Depends on the day. I mean, it's July 17th. Today, it's been 90% sports, though. Just hang in there. We're funny, too. Well, at least I think we're funny. Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joins us now the week before Steelers training camp. Ray, I promise I won't bother you again until we get to La Trobe, and then unfortunately you're going to have to see my stupid mug almost every day. Uh, how are you? you ready for camp?
1: I am. What are we, eight days away? I look forward to uh, sitting under that tent with you and uh, talking some football once again.
0: I look forward to sitting under the roof at Sharky's with you and drinking a beer and (laughs) hopefully not talking about football. Uh, Ray, I'm going to ask you a question that I asked Twitter.com today, and that's, did the Steelers dodge a bullet by Le'Veon Bell not accepting their contract?
1: Well, I mean, Adam, it's... That's a tough question because, you know, they did put an offer out there that uh, a lot of people think is fair, and it was more than $30 million over the first two years of the deal, so you do the math on that. They were willing to pay him more than $15 million a year um, over the first two years of that deal. Um, so his agent comes out and says today the, the issue wasn't guaranteed money. Um, I went and looked at pro football Reference And I looked uh, up the leading rushers of all time, and there are a lot of guys like Emmett Smith, um, Eric Dickerson, uh, Curtis Martin. All these guys were productive into their late 30s, and Le'Veon Bell would not have um, reached the end of this five-year deal until he turned 30. So I think it was a fair deal. I think Le'Veon had a chance to um, fulfill that contract and play all five years. I think he was just upset that the Steelers didn't um, guarantee more money um, to him. So I don't know about dodging a bullet. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be a productive player as long as he stays injury-free. But, you know, with his history, the, the injuries are a big deal too.
0: You and me are exactly on the same page. Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette joining us here on the Crowley Show. I don't agree with Bell's agent or Bell. When they say that he should be paid like a number one running back and like a number two wide receiver, he had 7.7 yards per catch last year. That's not what a number two or a number three wide receiver brings you in the National Football League. So I don't buy that. What I do buy, though, is that he does deserve to be paid as a playmaker. I think he's far more valuable to the Steelers than a guy like Brandon Cooks is going to be to the Rams. Who just paid him five years and $80 million, and I think that's the crux of their argument there.
1: Yeah, and, you know, along with being a playmaker, if I could play devil's advocate just for a minute, um, his yards per uh, carry last year went all the way down to 4.0. So, you know, if you want to be paid like the best running back in the league, and a a lot of people, um, you know, say that he is because of his running and pass catching ability. He doesn't break off many long runs, and there are a lot of other players in the NFL right now um, who are more dangerous running the ball. So I think there, there was maybe a happy medium there to, to be had, and uh, Le'Veon was just sticking to his guns. Um, I don't blame him. The guy wants to be paid, but um, if you want to be paid $16, 17000000 million a year, uh, maybe you should break off a couple of longer runs of more than 20 yards because he just hasn't been that uh, – that dynamic runner that he was early in his career, he sort of tailed off. That um, is Ray yeah, Fittipaldo
0: right play. there dropping the microphone right down on Le'Veon Bell. It is a good point. I think that one of the reasons that his yards per carry went down last year is because those first handful of games weren't quite up the snuffs, especially the first three where it was 17 carries a game for 60 yards. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why his statistics fell because he wasn't At training camp, it's not something I believed in that much before, but upon further review, if you look at the rest of the season, I think he had over 100 yards in 8 of the final 10 games for the Steelers. Hey, I still think he's one hell of a player. If you look at, and no one's disputing that, but if you look at the game he had against the Jacksonville Jags, I went back and watched it this morning a couple of times, and I mean he really is everything for this offense I mean Antonio Brown Ben Roethlisberger the offensive line they've got great pieces but he does do things that you don't see other running backs do I don't think you see any other running backs go up and catch that ball in the corner of the end zone uh, the way he did right
1: right yeah I mean one-handed uh he tracks the ball uh probably better than any running back in the league when it's in the air um he looks like a receiver out there when, when he's running patterns uh great pass protector I agree with you he's he is a terrific football player. It's just one of those situations, Adam, where, you know, his, his agent said it today, sometimes uh, the business of football is complicated, and this is just one of those instances where the two sides couldn't come to to a common ground. Um, it's unfortunate for the Steelers because they're probably going to have to do without Le'Veon Bell um, after this season. Um, but if you want to look at one positive um, when Le'Veon Bell has been injured and or suspended, the Steelers have found ways to win games. Uh, I'm not saying that's automatically going to happen once Le'Veon Bell does leave, but if you go back to 2015, um, you know, even if you go back to 2014 when he was injured, um, they, they found ways to win games. And, you know, I think a lot of people will point that out as they head towards 2019 after Le'Veon Bell plays his final game with the Steelers.
0: I'm sure Ben Roethlisberger is not the happiest guy today. If he's got three years or so left to only be playing one of them with Le'Veon Bell, that's got to hurt a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you're a quarterback and you're distributing the balls to a couple of all players, yeah, you want the best skill players um, around you. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I read about this uh, yesterday. Uh, we're going to find out in training camp, is James Conner ready to, to be a number one back? Um, I think they're going to take a long look at him during the preseason to, to see if they can get a good gauge on that. Um, they like Jalen Samuels. They they moved him around this spring. They really think he's going to carve out a role for himself as a rookie. So, um, you know, can they piece it together and do a running back rotation like some of these other teams ha- have done? Yeah, they might be able to do that. Or... Have they had so much success with the way the offense has been devised in recent years that they want to go out and, you know, get a Le'Veon Bell clone um, in the draft if, if there is such a player out there? So this is going to be a really interesting summer, not only for James Conner, but for a bunch of running backs on that roster because it's really, you know, going to be an open audition for those guys to, to see if they can sort of grab the bull by the horns.
0: It's hard to say now, because we don't know where the Steelers are going to allocate the money that would have gone to Le'Veon Bell next year. We also don't know who is going to be Bell's replacement, but do you think that this year is the best year, or the best chance the Steelers have in Roethlisberger's remaining years to win a Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I thought they had a great chance to win since uh, 2015, to be honest with you. I mean, I... That that team that lost in Denver was was a terrific football team that was playing great at the same time. Who knows what would have happened if Fitz Toussaint didn't fumble? Um, they ran into some bad luck with Bell's injury in 2016, and they fell flat last year. So I mean, yeah, this is they're going to be putting um, basically the same offense on the field um, as they did last year, and uh, now they're going to have to piece it together on defense and. See if they can get some guys to step up in the secondary um, and at an inside linebacker. But I yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think this team um, is built to win now and I think the pressure is on because I think um, you know, with yesterday's news I I think the, the the window uh it's closing a little bit sooner than, than maybe people would have liked.
0: Ray Fittipaldo joining us here on the Crowley Show. You mentioned James Conner and Jalen Samuels before. Are they going to have the opportunity to be able to prove themselves? I don't know if it's the easiest thing to do in a training camp setting. I suppose the preseason games now are going to be real big looking at those two and, of course, Mason Rudolph.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you can find some stuff out um, in 11-on-11 drills every summer. I mean, you look back uh, to last summer, um, they really – you know developed the liking for Terrell Watson, and Terrell Watson ended up being on the fifty three man roster for for a good portion of the season um before they released him, so you can earn a job um if you play well during the preseason, and you know i I think uh you know these guys aren't necessarily going to have to be starters in two thousand and eighteen, but they could see what they do on the practice field and then more importantly, they could see what they do in, uh can do in these preseason games and I wouldn't be surprised at all if James Conner, um, you know, played two three quarters in each of those preseason games, and I think they'll do the same uh, for Jalen Samuels too. I, you know, they, they know what Steven Ridley is; he's a reliable, dependable guy. They know what Fitz, Fitz Tucson is. Um, you know, he's been able to be on the roster the last couple of years. I think they want to find out about these young guys and, and really see what they can offer in the future.
0: Now, I know the Steelers went out and they tried to. Uh, at least this is what is reported. They tried to get Dante Hightower a couple of years ago. Uh, this year they bring in Morgan Burnett. Steelers don't often break the bank, obviously, for free agents on the defensive side. And again, we are projecting for uh, towards next year. But you see the Steelers doing something along those lines with Le'Veon Bell's money. Do you think it would be one of those circumstances where they go out and try to make a splash? Or do you think it would be more along the lines of extending guys that they have or making a, a small improvement here or there?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really interesting question. Uh, you know, it's so hard to look at it um, being a year away. I forget what um, Aaron Donald's contract, contract situation is with the Rams. I guess he would be nearing the end of his rookie contract. So with somebody like Aaron Donald who's, you know, had some holdouts and, uh, hasn't necessarily been been happy with the rams would would he want to you know sign as a free agent with his hometown team i I don't know what his what his situation is going to be but you know if you're looking you know for a guy who's going to make a lot of money and make a splash um, you know certainly a guy like him would would, would, would be uh, a possibility so um, their normal route adam is to go ahead and extend it extend guys and you know get the guys they draft under contract but you bring up a good point. They're gonna have close to fifteen million dollars um, you know, in their back pocket that they, they they haven't had the last couple of years and you know, that's money that could be well spent on a defense that uh, quite frankly uh, needs to be addressed.
0: Ray, love reading your stuff, love when you come on the show and I do look forward to seeing you under the tent or otherwise in La Trobe. Thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: All right, I appreciate you having me on.
0: There you go, is Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Great dude good Steelers in sight, and man, we're eight days away. Holy crap. When we get to camp, football season, well, really, football season's on already with the franchise tag. I don't want to talk about anything else. Maybe some hockey here and there. Pirates don't play tonight, do they? No, at the All-Star game, so none of them are there, except for Felipe Vasquez-Rivero. Oh, how exciting. That's going to get me wet in the pants. When's Vasquez going to get in there?
3: He's probably not, right? No, he'll pitch against like a lefty batter in the seventh <laughs> inning with one out, and nah. he'll give up a single up the middle, and then they'll take him out. Can you do me a favor? Are you going to watch the game tonight? I'll probably watch it here or there. Okay. Just tweet out.
0: If you had, You don't even have a Twitter account, just text me. you got to get a Twitter account, but text me. When Vasquez is in. When Vasquez I'll is in. I'll let you know. Then
2: I can watch. Yeah, could you throw me on that, Terry? Yeah, there? for sure. And Thank a little group, group text
0: action, please. Yep. Coming up next, is the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by, to be determined, it's a Crowley Show. He's Pittsburgh-born, and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. The Cinderella Boy. On 970 ESPN. And now on 106.3 FM. Got this tweet from Jonathan, the real DJ 1982 at underscore Adam Crowley. I will absolutely miss Bell. Anyone who denies that is an imbecile. The only thing that will soften the blow would be seeing his numbers plummet when the Dolphins, Browns, or Colts gives him 17 mil with a bad O-line and a mediocre quarterback, which is a possibility. See, I'm now curious. I feel like I know the way that this is going to go. Maybe this is more of a long-term topic on tomorrow's show, but Man, is everyone rooting for Le'Veon Bell to fail outside of Pittsburgh? I'm not. I want to see him make his nut. I want to see that guy get paid, and I want to have some success because I want to get proved right. I think he's a Hall of Fame player, and I don't think he's going to decline or his numbers are going to plummet anywhere near as much as people seem to think. He's 26.
3: Take away what team he plays for, too. His style of running is just so freaking unique that I will still be interested in watching him play when he's gone. It is Barry Sanders' 50th birthday today. Yes. And I was watching
0: all his highlights. And now Le'Veon ate Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was... He had the breakaway speed that Le'Veon didn't have, so a lot of his highlight runs wound up turning into touchdowns. You look at Le'Veon Bell's highlights, and he's not breaking off the 40, 50, 60-yard run. So there's a difference there. But the way that they played is somewhat similar. I think Barry Sanders was a faster player. I think he was more explosive. Uh, I think he's sideline to sideline quicker, obviously, than Le'Veon Bell. But both of them have very unique styles. Uh, When Le'Veon Bell runs the football, you're thinking to yourself, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then he picks himself through a hole you don't even know is there. And I know the Steelers' offensive line has a lot to do with that. The Steelers have a really good offensive line. But I do wonder if his running style is conducive to maybe playing for a team that doesn't have that great of an offensive line. If you're a straight-ahead runner who just plows through holes, I think that you are going to have problems if those holes aren't there. Le'Veon Bell waits and waits and waits and waits. Like, he's on the pot. Well, the toilet. We all know he's on the pot. And then he'll eventually find a hole, I think that as long as he's not getting blowed up in the backfield, he's going to make something there. Now, Ray was correct in the last segment where he said his yards per carry went down to four from five the year before, and that is significant. It is. That's a big drop. Five is great. Fours, eh. Jerome Bettis was up around four. So it's not a great number. I think if you take the first three weeks of the season out from this year, that number goes up to a more respectable level. And I don't think you can discount what he does as a receiver. You watch that game against Jacksonville, and you tell me, again, it's ESPNPGH.com. I have the highlights up there and some writing around it. You can either read it or not. I just need the clicks. And you tell me that this dude didn't make a lot out of nothing in that game. Picking through the defensive line only to get past the fastest linebackers in the National Football League, catching swing passes and making guys who nobody should be making miss miss. I think he's going to have an excellent career no matter where he winds up. Now, will the wins follow? I I don't know. I think he's valuable enough to a franchise that he's going to add wins to what they had the year prior. But I can't tell you he's going to take the Browns and make them a playoff team. I I can't tell you he's going to take the Miami Dolphins and make them a good football team in a division with the Patriots. Uh, Their offensive line coach was doing blow last year. They've obviously got their issues. Uh, If he winds up with the Jets, they've got all the issues the Dolphins do. Sands the offensive line coach not doing blow, but their football team's worse. Uh, So I don't think he's going to go to one of those teams, even if it's the Colts, and make them a perennial Super Bowl contender. But I do think he'll make them better. And I do think he's going to succeed just so long as he stays healthy and he stayed healthy the last two years. Last year, he played every game except for the last game of the season. The year before that, he played every game up until the Patriots game, and sometimes you do get hurt. That injury to me was more along the lines of, I'm just done. Uh, you've given me the ball eight million times, and I'm breaking down. The other injuries he suffered in his career against the Bengals, when Vontez Perfect's hanging over him, that's just getting twisted up, and that's just not being injury-prone, that's any human being's leg snapping. Uh, That's just what's going to happen there. I think he's going to have a great NFL career. But are you rooting for that? Are you rooting for him to have success out of Pittsburgh? I don't know why anybody would root against an athlete, even one who's as outspoken as Le'Veon Bell, because, man, we people, yo. And Le'Veon, while he did say, yeah, I'm thinking about retiring and... Well, he did get suspended for the drugs and he missed the test and all that, I don't find him to be a bad guy. I don't. I don't think he's a bad teammate either. I think he gets a rap that he is a bad teammate. I don't buy that. I don't think Le'Veon Bell is a locker room cancer. I don't think Antonio Brown's a locker room cancer. Those guys are beloved. The offensive line is the closest group on the entire football team. I think the defensive line's pretty darn close, too. But the offensive line on this team, man, they love each other. From left tackle to right tackle, they love each other, and they love Le'Veon. Just read the social media posts from yesterday. Tim Benz did a good job chronicling them for breakfast with Benz this morning, but he's not a locker room cancer. And it's not like he's shooting up clubs. It's not like he's Pac-Man Jones. Uh, It's not like he's Ray Carruth. Uh, I think we need to take time to breathe with some of these guys and not be as personally offended when the football player doesn't want to wind up with your football team. I can still root for the guy even if he's not a Pittsburgh Steeler because I don't think he's a terrible person. Uh, James Harrison did some things back in his day. I don't want to root for James Harrison when he leaves. Uh, I don't. Marvin Harrison got in trouble with guns. Uh, That's a guy eh, you start thinking twice about. Ray Lewis... Uh, was charged and found guilty of obstruction of justice in a murder investigation. And yet, a guy like Le'Veon Bell, we can't root for him whenever he goes out and plays for a different football team. I don't like it. So I want to know. four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. You're rooting for Le'Veon. And maybe we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But now... And now, it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by to be
2: determined. Woo!
0: Mark Caboli of The Athletic wrote that James Connor's going to have his opportunity to shine in training camp this year, and the Steelers can then find out whether or not they think this guy can be a number one running back in the National Football League. Uh, Jalen Samuels, he's going to get an opportunity to prove himself as well. Ray Fittipaldo said the same thing in the last segment. Here's the thing about James Conner. Everybody and their mother keeps telling me how injury-prone Le'Veon Bell is, how much he gets beat up, and how he's not going to be there to finish a season, and how he's getting closer to 30 and he's going to get old. But you don't think James Conner's injury-prone? You know, like think James Conner has had injury problems in his career? Let's forget about the cancer, because that wouldn't be very nice. Yeah, he's cancer prone. No, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not saying that. He blows out his knee at Pitt. Then last year, he gets hurt. I mean, you're going to tell me that this guy's can be in a reliable running back in the National Football League? I ain't buying it. So if the Steelers are going to go to running back by committee next year, I think you will see James Conner. We'll see about Jalen Samuels. I think there's a good chance you see him. But I think someone else is going to be the bell cow. And history suggests that. Mike Tomlin very literally ran Willie Parker till his wheels fell off. When Rashard Mendenhall was the guy, Rashard Mendenhall was the guy. Now that Le'Veon Bell is the guy, he has been that. Every single year, he's on the field 90% of the damn time, touching the ball out of the backfield, getting handed the football 400 carries. Mike Tomlin does not like to go to a rotation. Kind of like Tyler Glass now. Uh, Mike Tomlin just doesn't like to do that. Mike Tomlin likes to have his guy and then run with his guy. So you might see these two in the committee, if there is one. But the most likely thing that happens, I think, is the Steelers go out next year and they get a first or second round running back and say, here you go, pal. Here are the keys to the... 2019 pittsburgh steelers offense and running game i'm on board with paying the player not the position but so are the steelers Le'Veon bell's agent is full of crap he said the opposite they were set to pay pay bell 14 million dollars a year when the next highest back is making 8.25 million it's all about the value that a player brings to a team i think i mentioned this before the, Ste- the Penguins, I did the same thing then, were rumored to be in on Jordan Stahl and his $6 million cap hit. The Penguins were rumored to be in on Ryan Kessler in his big cap hit. Both players would have played third-line center for the Penguins, so most pundits said don't pay third-line center $6 million. Me, on the other hand, I said you want to be strong down the middle, and you want to bring in as many good forwards as you can. Jordan Stahl would have been the fourth-best forward on the Penguins, or third-best, and he would have been paid to that T. I'm okay with that. Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver who's going to play for the Rams this year, he just got a contract, five years, $80 million. You tell me that that guy's a better football player than Le'Veon Bell. You tell me you'd rather spend money on that than this dude. Levyon, while a running back, is on the field for 90% of the plays. He's the best pass catcher of the football. He's the best pass protector. He can create something out of nothing with his shiftiness. The explosiveness, in terms of the longer gains, it ain't there. But that's it. That's his only weakness. Many have pointed to his statistical drop-off last year, but I think it's just from the first three games of the season, him being a little stiff, as he didn't get a lot of time to work in in training camp, because he wasn't at training camp. But he still has it. Just look at the tape from last year's playoff game. He's valuable to the Steelers because Ben Roethlisberger is much better when he's at the top of his game. Le'Veon Bell was not the same player for the first five games last year, and Ben Roethlisberger threw six touchdowns and seven interceptions while the Steelers went three and two. He also had a completion percentage of 61. That's not good enough for Ben Roethlisberger. But eight times out of the next ten games, Bell wound up over 100 yards from scrimmage, and the two that he didn't, he still scored a touchdown. So not coincidentally, Ben threw 22 touchdowns and 7 interceptions the rest of the way. When Le'Veon Bell was great, the team was great. Ben was great. In 2016, Bell averaged 72 yards a game on the ground through his first 6 games. And the Steelers started out 4-5 and five through their first 9. He then rushed for a buck forty per game after that point. And the Steelers did not freaking lose. Now you tell me, is that worth paying $15 million a year for? I say yes. When he plays well, they win. When he doesn't, they're 500 football team. Does it matter what position he plays? No. His value is clear to me based on those numbers. I'd have been fine with him getting the money the Steelers offered him. Coming up next. Steelers fans are putting up their defense mechanisms. As it relates to Le'Veon Bell. And I'm calling you out. It's a Crowley Show.